There was a, a recent article in the, in the Denver Post uh, that grabbed my attention. Maybe, maybe you saw it. And here's a quote from it. There's something daunting about caves. Maybe it's the fear of the unknown or of being trapped. Or those stories about the challenges encountered on spelunking expeditions. Or all those movies in which caves began to collapse on top of the hero. For example, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Claustrophobia. Well, this story in the Denver Post, from which I just quoted, goes on to say, and I, I found this amazing, that there are over 600 caves in Colorado. And 600 caves that you can explore, although the locations of many of these caves are apparently totally secret and hidden. I'd love to check some of them out. While I'm certainly not an expert, I have enjoyed caving for as long as I can remember, from big caves to smaller, out-of-the-way ones. There's just something to me about going into a very dark space. Well, quite a few years ago, my wife, Regina, and I, along with several of our friends, headed out to one of the greatest areas for caving in the world, and that is southeast New Mexico. And on the surface, southeastern New Mexico is desolate, but underneath that vast, wide-open space are some of the greatest caves in the world. Some are very accessible, like Carlsbad Caverns, Others require great technical skill, like Lechuguilla Cave. But there's also a cave known as Spider Cave. And we had heard about that cave, and we were interested. And so we arranged for a guide to take us, along with some friends, to check this cave out. Now, to get to the cave in this part of New Mexico, you drive far out into the desert on, I suppose they were dirt roads, but it's far out into the desert. And you stop, and then you hike and you hike, and you hike, and you hike. And as you hike across the barren land, you suddenly come across a locked manhole cover on the desert floor. Below the cover is a three-story drop into complete darkness. Well, after getting up some nerve, there were five of us, we climbed down the hole using a ladder and huddled into a tiny little space. And the guide then said to us, the next part's the hard part. You have to crawl lying down going through a 180-foot-long rock tube that narrows to 20 inches or so in spots. You just have to squeeze through. Now, once you head in, you can't turn around and come back. You have to keep going. Make sure you follow me, and when you get to the end, wait. Well, somehow we made it through that tube, and I have to say at moments I felt like Pooh Bear stuck in Rabbit's doorway. Well, anyway, when we got to the other side, of the tube, we turned on flashlights and we were overcome with a stunning scene. The walls of the cave were spectacular and appeared like Swiss cheese full of holes. Each hole led to another part of the cave, meaning it would be very easy to get lost. And on the floor of one part of the cave, there were stunning white-bottomed pools of water filled with turquoise-colored water. And within each pool, there were what are known as cave pearls. They kind of look like pearls, the other kind of pearls we all know. Well, after several hours, it was time to leave and to go back out that tube once again. Well, as I remember that day, and as I think about all the caves in Colorado, as I recall what it felt like climbing into a dark space below the New Mexico desert, it seems to me that caves are a great metaphor for the times in which we are living right now. 
like a dark cave, we are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and a ton of unknowns. Some of what we're witnessing even feels a bit dark. And as I think about the uncertainty that confronts us, it strikes me that caving itself has a lot to say to us about these moments that we're living within. And so this morning, for a few moments, I'd like to take a look at some lessons from caving and some scripture lessons and stories that reflect those lessons from caving and explore some things that might be helpful to us as we approach this fall season filled with a lot of uncertainty. So let's explore caving and scripture. To get us started, and this is obvious, but if you want to explore a cave, you have to be willing to go into the cave to begin with. You have to be willing to go and not avoid the whole thing. Being willing to step into the uncertainty of climbing into a cave and even embracing the unknown that is before you is what it means to be a caver. It's just part of the deal. And this theme of being willing to step into uncertainty and embracing what is not known is what life is all about, isn't it? It's what faith is all about especially if we want a meaningful life or a deep faith. We have to be willing to step into what's not known. Story after story after story reflects this truth in Scripture. For example, in Luke's Gospel, there's a story in which Jesus is teaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and there, there are many, many people there. And because people can't really hear Jesus because they're crammed in around him, he, he asks somebody, he asks Peter to, to take the boat that is on shore and just push it a bit offshore so people can hear what he has to say. Well, Jesus speaks, and after he finishes speaking, he asks Peter to take the boat a bit out further where the water was deeper. And Peter did so and let out a net, and he caught a bunch of fish, so much so the boat almost sank. Well, this resulted in some dialogue and some back-and-forth talking between Peter and Jesus. And as a result of all this time and this dialogue, Peter, James, and his brother John, who were also fishermen, decide that they're going to follow Jesus and drop everything. They left everything familiar to do so. Jesus asked them, hey, fellows, I want you to embrace uncertainty and step into the unknown and follow me. And if you look at the lives of so many people in Scripture, so many stories are about people who stepped into uncertainty willingly. And such stories are a great reminder to each of us in our own lives now to be willing to step into uncertainty and the unknown and not try and avoid ambiguity. Because uncertainty and ambiguity and lack of clarity is just part of the deal. And the more willing we are to step into it and not avoid it, the more we will find and discover what God has in mind for us. When we reject uncertainty, when we reject lack of clarity, it can diminish our lives, our faith, and impede what God may have in mind for us. So one thing to think about from this is to ask ourselves the question, am I willing to embrace uncertainty and step into the unknown? Am I willing to face and sit with the uncertainty that we're faced with right now in this month of August? And why and 
why and why not am I willing to step into uncertainty? And what's the upside of doing so? What's the upside and of not doing so if there is an upside? But caving reminds us of other things as well that are reflected in Scripture. When I was in Spider Cave in New Mexico, there was a moment in which, just for fun, we turned all the lights off. It was the blackest darkness I've ever experienced in my life. To see anything in the cave, we had to turn lights on. In other words, to move around, to experience the cave, to get out safely, we had to turn to something that was not part of who we were. We had to turn to something outside of ourselves, namely an external light source, to make it through the cave. And I believe this is a great reminder to us that when we are in a situation or time filled with uncertainty, to remember that we need something beyond ourselves to see, to gain perspective in order to enable understanding and wisdom. When we're faced with uncertainty, I believe that what we need to do is to look at the perspectives, views, opinions, and thoughts of other people not just those of whom, with whom we happen to agree. The worst possible thing when facing uncertainty and ambiguity is to silo, hunker down, and just rely on what we already know. Sometimes we need something outside of ourselves to gain perspective, like a light in a cave. Well, there was a religious man, Nicodemus, he certainly had a set way of seeing things in a moment in history filled with lack of clarity. Yet he was willing to seek out Jesus, a person he knew to be very different from who he was in terms of perspective, views, and thoughts. And it's because he sought Jesus out, was willing to explore something beyond what he already knew, that his life was transformed despite all the unknowns surrounding him. This is a great reminder to each of us in this time of uncertainty? Are we willing to seek out thoughts, opinions, and views beyond the ones we already hold to help guide us through, like turning a light on in a cave? We need, when things are not clear, we need the light that others can shed. Aside from a willingness to step into uncertainty and seeking out things beyond ourselves, Caves and caving reminds us that the unknowns and stepping into it sometimes lead to great and wonderful surprises. Had we not been willing to go into that cave in New Mexico, had we not gone ahead and crawled into that dark space, had we not embraced the whole experience to begin with, we would have really missed out. I wouldn't know what a cave pearl is. I wouldn't know what real darkness looks like. I would not see the beauty and wonder of a world many people do not see. I would have not had an experience with great people. Amazing things to be seen and discovered await us when we're willing to step into and turn into what's not known. In Scripture, many stories reflect this. Mary embraced the unknown when she accepted she was pregnant with Jesus. Joseph turned into uncertainty when he was in prison and acted in ways that captured the attention of those who were holding him captive. A widow in a place called Zarephath embraced paralyzing ambiguity. Rahab stepped into a quagmire of confusion, willingly. Ruth was willing to accept that she had no way to know how things would turn out. And for each of these people and so many more, amazing blessings happened precisely 
because they were willing to step into what they did not know. And the point, story after story in Scripture, story after story in your life and mine, reflect that when we step into uncertainty, accept the unknown, sometimes amazing, wonderful, grace-filled blessings happen that we would not otherwise, would not otherwise have it occur, would not otherwise <laughs> would have occurred if we decided just to stick in those places in which we knew everything. Great things happen from embracing ambiguity. Yet caving has more to teach us. Well, I've not done a lot of it, I've been in enough caves to know that only a fool would go into a cave alone. It is not a solo sport. Neither is our faith journey, nor is life. Interdependence is the name of the game. And certainly this is especially the case where the future is unclear. In Luke chapter 10, as we heard this morning, there's the great story of when Jesus sends out 70 people to a variety of towns and places Jesus was planning on visiting. The purpose was to lay groundwork for Jesus and to invite people into a new way of living. Well, several things are key in this story. Jesus tells the 70 people that they're like lambs headed into a pack of wolves. In other words, it will be very difficult work with many challenges. He tells the 70 people that some people will accept them. Others will reject them. Talk about stepping into a black hole. But this is exactly what Jesus asked them to do, although he insisted that no one should face whatever it was that was ahead alone. They were to do so in pairs. What a great reminder for each of us at this time. With all the unknowns and lack of clarity about so much, the last thing God wants is for any of us to go through this time by ourselves. We are reminded to face our future together, and we certainly can do so together as a chapel family. It is times of uncertainty in which places like the chapel become so important. We are all in this together, for each other, and with each other. And so step into community. And there is more. When stepping into a cave, while it might be tempting at first to stay put, it's important to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the darkness. The farther you go, the more there is to discover. Caving is not a shallow sport where you just sit at the entrance of the cave. The same is true of life and our walk with God if we want it to be meaningful and rich and robust. When faced with ambiguity and lack of clarity, Often our first tendency can be to try and prevent even further lack of clarity or uncertainty. But often there is great value and much to learn when we're willing to step further and further and further into what we don't know. This theme is reflected all over Scripture. God asked Abraham and Sarah to leave home one day. On each succeeding day, God invited Abraham and Sarah to continue to move to increasingly unfamiliar places. Moses led the people out of Egypt into the wilderness. God called the people each day to venture further and further into that wilderness, even though each step meant getting farther away from what they had known. Jesus called his disciples to follow him. Each day, Jesus asked those who followed him to immerse themselves more completely into that journey, even as questions and uncertainties increased. Well, like caving, like the stories I just shared, God invites us to go further and further and further into those spaces that are foreign and unfamiliar and not to shy away from moving more deeply into such spaces. 
And by doing so, we discover who we are, who God is, along with great wisdom. And lastly, one more lesson from caving. When caving, especially in caves I have not known or been in before, having the right guide makes all the difference. The right guide leads you in, leads you through, and leads you out. Our faith teaches us the same thing. When living with a lack of clarity, we especially need the right guide to lead us into that lack of clarity, through it, and out the other side. And for each of us, this is a great reminder that we need our guide, we need Jesus. This is why Jesus referred to himself as our shepherd. And when the darkness of the unknown comes our way, first and foremost, this is the time to connect with our God, our guide, and to stick closely to him. It may not make the journey easy, but we can trust we will make it through whatever coming out the other side means. And so we're invited now to ask, do I, will I, with great intention and effort, turn to Jesus moment to moment as my guide in this time of lack of clarity? So I don't know what the next few weeks or months may bring in our culture and in this world. But as I've thought about that, I have to say, I'm not sure I can say that I've ever known what the future might bring with any certainty. In some ways, aren't we always living in the space we're living in right now? Haven't we always been? Aren't we always living in one kind of cave or another where there's darkness, where we can't see what's ahead? Aren't we living with caves in caves with twists and turns and choices of which way to go that we don't know what the result will be? Aren't we always living in this state? Well, as I believe this is a case, we are well served by taking lessons from caving and Scripture to guide us. And so just to sum up, here are the key things to take away from today. Be willing to embrace the unknown and to step into it without trying to avoid such things. Be willing to turn to things outside of ourselves, even to the point of seeking our out thoughts, opinions, and views beyond the ones we already hold in order to gain perspective. Sometimes we need the light only others can shine. Think about the good things in life, the delightful surprises that have come from the unexpected. How might such a truth Help us accept uncertainty now. We're not supposed to do this life or face uncertainty alone, but with others. So we need to continue to work to becoming interdependent upon other people. Be willing to go deeper and deeper and deeper into spaces of lack of clarity and ambiguity. Much awaits us when we are willing to do so. And finally, we all need the right guide. We desperately need Jesus, and we're invited each moment to do so with intention. As I've thought about this, I'm just incredibly grateful that we have each other. I'm so incredibly grateful we have this chapel. Aren't we amazingly blessed with all that's going on that we have each other and we have this community of faith? I am absolutely convinced that whatever lies ahead that we will make it through together without doubt. So let us now pray.